from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. And this is episode number 171. Don't confuse ignorance with denial or democracy. And that's what we're going to be talking about, people that are in denial. And the thing is, you can be in denial just about anything. I mean, everyone knows that, or at least I assume they do. But it can be, uh, well, it can be something that can really get you in a lot of trouble, depending on the circumstances. So, just for fun, let me create some circumstances. Let's say that I am a, an absolute king of this island. <clears throat> and someone's been kicking around this idea of uh, basically they want greater autonomy. They want democracy. I'm like, okay, so what's your proposal? And I have this group and, um, you know, they want to form their own um, religion and identity. And I'm like, okay. And so my natural curiosity is that I check it out. And um, in my opinion, uh, they want to, uh, there's some peculiar fruit and they all gather around the fruit and they go through this ritual and they're praying to the fruit and they have some other um, aspects and rituals, but overall it's pretty moronic. Yet on the other hand, um, it would make them happy. And so I say, yep, sure, go ahead. You're, you can practice your stupidity. I mean, your religion and uh, go ahead. All right, fine. Then I have another group, and they do the same thing. Same outcome. Well, let's say I have 10, 15, 20, 30 of these groups. And so now we have 30 of these religions. And <clears throat> they're all doing their own thing. And then it's a matter of time, um, only a matter of time, before there's conflict, because <clears throat> each and every one of these moral, I mean, these uh, individuals in the group, um, they have the audacity to think that their particular deity is the only deity and uh, that, um, you know, some sort of, I don't know, they pray to a cucumber and it's the invisible magical cucumber in the sky that is looking down upon their flock, their children. And uh, they, this magic cucumber keeps a record of every action that every person has done and, and all that. I, I hope 
at least you're getting the the picture here. And all these, <clears throat> um, you know, semi-sentient beings in these groups uh, that they um, they believe in this. And then when there is inevitable friction between them, and there will be because each one of them's deity is a little bit different with, you know, different laws and different rules. And you put people in fairly close proximity. It's, it's only a matter of time between, you know, before they're going to bump, they're going to bump heads. Well, <clears throat> that's the way it is in America. And... The Founding Fathers, for instance, were trying to avoid this because they knew um, they knew about this stuff. I mean, most of them were, you know, very smart, educated men. I'm talking about the Founders, not all of them, but the, the core guys, you know, George Washington and, and particularly Ben Franklin, certainly him. Um, but if you read, for instance, the Federalist Papers, um, writings from Franklin and Jefferson and Jackson, and especially Jackson, I know that, um, they were deathly afraid of democracy. They didn't want democracy because... Unlike what most of us are told in, you know, grade school and all the all the way through, particularly in grade school, is that it's it's almost given this reverence of um, of sainthood of uh, of godliness to make the two synonymous of democracy and everything that is right, and of course America's democracy and it's just self reinforcing. And it's, sorry, it's just, it's stupid. It's nonsensical and it's stupid. Um, so they have to make you stupid to believe it because it's ultimately stupid. You can't have people, you know, you can't have lots and lots of low IQ people running anything because it ends up a disaster. You know, they, I mean, besides the cartoon of the humor of Homer Simpson rolling a, uh, operating, controlling a, some sort of uh, control panel in a room in a uh, nuclear power plant, that in and of itself is supposed to be the joke. And, <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, so you don't, that's exactly what you don't want, but that is what is has become in America because that's democracy or that's what you're told is democracy or this is what happens. This is what eventually happens. So while on the one hand, people are trained and conditioned since childhood to believe this nonsense, um, you know, end up in a lot of trouble. They end up in trouble, not only in their own lives, but as a consequence, 
all these umpteen millions of people who ref who basically swim in the same idiotic waters, well, um, the country eventually goes to shit, and that's where we're at now, folks. I didn't make it that way. I didn't want it that way. But that's where we are. See, now, this is purely... Um, I guess you'd say, um, in theory, that democracy is fantastic in theory. Um, Greece, ancient Greece, was supposed to be the birthplace of our democracy. Um, but there's a few caveats here. Well, for one thing, there is a difference between uh, groups of people living more well over 2,000 years ago and people living today. Um, you know, only a handful of, a relative handful of people, of the great philosophers and the people who were of that, of that ilk, um, you know, can afford to uh, sit around all day and talk about Zeus and whether or not Zeus exists and what's the proper way to pray to Zeus and other philosophical musings. But I mean, when other than you're doing that and having sex with young boys and um, drinking lots of wine and listening to music and just frolicking all day long, I mean, but of course, as is today compared to at that time, vast number of people they didn't they didn't have time for all this bullshit they had to work <laughs> they had to work um so the reality is yeah in theory democracy is great but it requires two things it requires that you have a population that are not imbeciles and also it requires a great deal of civic involvement. We're not talking around, this is not <clears throat> what they had in mind that we, you know, if we're really, really doing a good thing, then we go, we go out of, we really go out of our way to go out and vote occasionally for something or someone. Mm, that's not what they had in mind. When I mean civic involvement, I mean you are really, really involved. This is not a fast food proposition here. You have to actually have an accurate knowledge of the issues of the people involved and what's at stake. Not six o'clock news, 15 minute fast food propaganda shoved down your throat, but actually know what the hell is going on. Like, for instance, this whole mess in Ukraine, and it's a mess, and I'm no big fan of Putin. You know, and, and any other way that this could have been done with him without invading would have been certainly preferable. But 24-7, all you hear is about what a monster he is, and any atrocities that Russian soldiers or carrying out and this is so this is so simple minded and simple minded 
because you know what? I bet you a dollar to a donut that the Ukrainians have done their share of atrocities as well. So that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. It's it's just stupid. Even the way that that people would just believe that there's that he is this absolute evil incarnate. It's very, very childlike, simplistic thinking. It's very complicated. But that's what I'm trying to say. Democracy is great if you can achieve it, but not only do you have to get it, you have to be able to hold on to it. And in order to do that, you have to have a collection of people who are not um, ignorant or stupid. Um, if you were, you know, um, flying in an, air, an aircraft, uh, you would probably not feel comforted if you were informed that your pilot, these at the last minute, they had to switch out to a pilot who is, well, they think their words would be something like, well, he says he's a pilot and thinks he can fly the plane. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel too fucking reassured with those words. Not a big confidence builder there. Okay. And that's what I mean here. Um, they just give you these simple things and they say, well, if it's midterms or the presidential or your uh, presidential or your your mayor or your governor and you occasionally you shuffle on down and you, you know, you do your thing. Fortunately, <clears throat> the one intelligent thing that they did institute here long ago in Oregon is to mail in ballot, which certainly, you know, no lines None of that. You avoid all that. And it works. And if you're in a state that has not done that yet, well, I don't know, maybe you, your local government of reps or however the process is done on that end, try to light a fire under their ass and get it done because it's really great. You, you don't have to be standing around in line, especially in nasty weather. That's what I mean. That kind of thing requires the planning for it. And all that. It requires intelligence. So you can't have a good outcome. Even if everybody gets a vote about anything, if you have groups, even if they're separate groups and they're all moronic, again, chances are not going to have a, a good outcome. So that that is the reality. So, yeah, um, yeah, Washington was, despite all the lovely words, it's like democracy is not even mentioned in the Constitution or the preamble. You know, when it says we the people, of course, it's was talking to about them, the landed gentry. Wasn't talking about women, wasn't talking about black folks or brown folks. It was very specifically, although implied, about property owners and landed gentry, meaning civilized, sane, rational, and hopefully intelligent men. I mean, for instance, even Nietzsche, you know, the guy that was brilliant, wonderful, and 
saw these great things, except until he suddenly lost his mind, and then he didn't say anything else because he, well, lost his mind. It's been speculated the cause of that came on rather suddenly. But when he still had his marbles, he was great. <clears throat> and I can't remember which book or passage he said this in, but I'm going to paraphrase here. But basically what he said was it was concerned about self-rule and self-determination with, you know, people and groups and such. And, and he said that he thought that um, the stupid should be dominated and controlled by the intelligent. And, I don't know, it seems like when you think about it, that doesn't really seem like such a bad idea. <laughs> I don't want stupid people running running anything. <laughs> and probably if you've if you've had to deal with any bureaucratic nonsense, um yeah, you you probably feel that way as well, I would imagine. <clears throat> but it's important. I feel that um I think that there's a there's a prevalent idea out there. A lot of people think, well, people are just ignorant and and they just don't know. And I I certainly agree. I think that that's more than a possibility. There's a hell of a lot of ignorance, especially when you talk to people about what freedom and democracy is. And I I hear the same old. I hear these are grown adults and saying. You know, talking about right freedom of voting and the freedom of this, and and they're just reciting things that they learned in grade school. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, they don't know. Some people, okay, and I know you know them. And some people simply they may think they know, but honestly, they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Um, there are the other people who are not ignorant, but they are in denial. So this whole, this whole situation going on recently, for instance, use another example, you know, that we've, we, we have a, basically a jihad. We have a real hard on against Putin and Russia. Um, and that that's that is what it really is but what our target is who who this is intended to really hurt besides russia it's this trying to trying to come in a one two punch is china and the reason for this is that china like it or not accept it or not China is the up-and-coming uh, civilization. Ours is on the wane. And they are, for better or for worse, and we hope it's better, but they're going to be uh, the, new, the new kings on the mountain. And it's not going to be very long. I can't necessarily give you a time frame on this 
this is not this is not to say you know that america as we know it is going to collapse tomorrow and everything's going to be gone it's going to be a mad max world i'm not not saying that you know it's a slow death but it's a, it's spiraling down this picture of the water going down a drain that's us We've, and this is because of at least <clears throat> what we have been trained to believe, um, as ironic as this sound. And before I say this, before, you know, please put your, put your, your knives and your guns away, please. You know, I'm just the piano player here. You know, I'm just the messenger. There's a tendency to want to get angry at the messenger. I'm, I'm, you know, hate the message, fine, but not the messenger. Because I don't want this any more than you, but I'm just telling you, for the people that I'm talking about, there's people that are struggling with ignorance, and then there are those who are in denial. And our civilization, our empire, if you want to, which is pretty accurate to call it that, is waning. You know, the British Empire, and it was once an empire, it's like all of them. They had their moment, they had their time in the sun. And our, you know, but that ended Britain's time in the sun effectively. It was over, it peaked, it was over after the First World War. That, that's, that's when it ended for them. And for America, it was, it lasted, I mean, if we're talking about good times, roughly about 100 years. From about, um, what I'm talking about, involving the Industrial Revolution, all the things that kind of, sort of came together. Um, and where people were doing well or as well as they as they could as they never had before that in other countries in other cultures that would have been anywhere from around 1870-ish to the 1970s and then it was that's it party's over the party ended do you realize for instance and I, this is what I'm talking about when I say people who you know are denying this, that um, we have not our our incomes have not kept pace with inflation and real cost of living since 1978. That's true for the working people. Now. Um, if you're talking about the top, for instance, the top 10%, oh, it's been exponentially better. Top 5%, absolutely. And the 1%, man, have they got it made. And they've had that situation in their favor. Like I said, it's just, you know, decade after decade getting better and better. So, Basically, it's chopping out any of the, uh, just to give one example, chopping out the tax, the magna, the huge 
tax shift burden and we cut we did a a hood robin uh we did a hood robin that is we stole from the workers to give more to the rich and that was one of those ways that was done besides wage concessions is to shift the tax burden off of the already uh, obscenely rich back <clears throat> and to put it on the middle class and such till till they're destroyed now <clears throat> if you want to ignore those facts that's what i'm talking about when i say living in denial and we have a hell of a lot of folks here still living in denial and i i don't know why in other words if there's you know if you're on a sinking ship and you're the engineer and you ran up to whoever's in charge or the captain themselves and you're 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 excited you you know you're running just captain get the i've got a huge leak and i've got a huge hole and it needs to be plugged and ship you know was filling full of water and um you know the captain is an entertaining guest or something with champagne glasses <laughs> oh not now jones you're really bringing the party down <laughs> yeah so deal with it any way you wish i'm entertaining guests at the moment <laughs> oh yes of course and it's it's like that it's it's like this collective state of denial so in that respect what we're experiencing with you know the high food prices and it's only getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse because effectively we have we have squeezed or rather they the powers of the bee they've squeezed this lemon dry it is as dry as dust they can't get any more production out of you and you've already made concession after concession after concession. And there's never with them or a mobster or anything, uh, anyone like that. You, you can never make enough concessions because they'll just keep taking. You keep giving, they'll keep taking. And so, but they've squeezed, at least legally um, or otherwise, uh, squeezed every bit of production out of you. And then they're going to hit you with more and more taxes. And they're going to hit you now at the grocery store for the one thing that you absolutely can't live without. And that's food. With no end in sight. You see, and I don't, I'm not trying to uh, invoke uh, a revolution here. I'm saying, though, that when you look back at, for instance, the French Revolution, and thousands upon thousands and thousands of people, including the king and queen, were killed, and of course, the whole thing with the guillotine. And just so many people in this, 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 this explosion of anger and everything, and resentment, and pent up just from suffering all these years, but you wonder, it's like how, and these were their own, there was a civil, you know, meltdown. You say they, their own people, they're all French and 
How? How could this happen? How? Well, well, you're seeing it. Because one thing, whether it's in your own backyard or not, but uh, being indifferent, and meanwhile, you're living well, and other people are they're starving, or they're needing shelter, or they need a place to live, and they look at you, and you're having a you know a lavish lifestyle. Nothing builds anger and rage, seething, cooking, simmering rage in in individuals or societies worse than that does it every time and so you're having all these people that keep telling all these other people how to live and what to do and um, they sure as hell aren't living it themselves so that is the truth. Um, and you can have people who can claim to be ignorant. And the ones that are caught, if there's any kind of persecution of them, which it should be, um, they're only going to frame ignorance. I didn't know. I didn't know. And that's the same shit the Germans who ran the camps and whatnot, and the Second World War ended. And all at once, none of them, I, I knew nothing. I wasn't a Nazi. It's the same thing. Same thing, been done over and over and over and over again. And then you have, like I said, between the people who are engaged in ignorance or denial, they're both bad. They're both because you end up with the same result. If you're on a ship and the ship's going down because there's a big fucking hole in it and it's filling up with water and um, you don't know that this is happening, well, you don't know what's happening. You're maybe your top side having a good time. Who knows? You're ignorant. And then if you had people that actually could actually see this, and it's a form of denial, and they say, well, yeah, it's coming in, but I'm sure it'll stop. Let's go back to the party. Then that's the denial aspect of it. But that doesn't take away from the fact that in either case, um, if it's not repaired or something's done, the ship is going to sink See, that, that is the third rail. That is what matters. That's where I'm coming from. That's what I'm trying to get across here. I hope that I'm, I'm doing it well. Um, you, have to, um, you have to fess up to these facts about understanding the difference between a population that's ignorant and, and one that is in denial. Because ignorance can be remedied. Denial is a whole different, whole different thing. I would rather have people who were ignorant and then suddenly they get the information and they say, oh, Christ, wow, holy shit, I didn't know that. <clears throat> I could say, yep. 
and they'll say, well, that's frightening or that's terrifying or what have you. We, we need to do something. I, I need to, we need to do something about this right now. Yup. Whereas you can have people who are in denial and people in denial will not do anything because you see, if they did anything to correct something, then that would mean they would have to actually recognize whatever it is you're talking about that really is a threat. And that would conversely mean that they're not in denial, which is the problem. Because a person in denial, and depending on how deep they're in denial, um, I've seen some, I've actually witnessed some just totally insane levels of denial with people. Things that happened right in front of them involving, say, another person. And they still chose to be in denial about what they just did right in front of their their face. Now, any just about any other, including myself, any other person, objectively, we could look at sense of you know what why is that um why is it just as an example say why is that man you know beating that animal or beating that dog senseless what 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 you know did the dog attack him i mean what is the deal and the person who let's say is in love with that man who objectively speaking actually is quite crazy and is just beating a defenseless animal senseless, but they'll stand there and defend them. And come up with something, create something, that's denial. And denial can be a pretty devastating thing. So, you have to look at this through this lens, because, ironically, and this... Like I said, this may sound really bizarre, but um, this form of democracy that we currently have had here, um, it's, um, it's winding down pretty fast because one of the big problems is that this is not the idealized democracy of ancient Greeks, Greece, but it's a an amalgamation of so many other elements and so many different things. But it gives the vote to people who actually really have no clue of what it is they're voting about. That is very dangerous. That is how we have ended up where we are today. In closing, I'll just say that when this country was founded, it was founded supposedly as a republic. Those are supposedly the words that Ben Franklin said. What do we have, Mr. Franklin? We have a republic if we can keep it. Now I'll flash back 
to this um, to this man of over twenty five hundred years ago. It was this um, just this guy that <clears throat> was kind of known for being I don't know very intelligent guy named Aristotle. And he said that masculine republics give way to feminine democracies, and feminine democracies give way to tyranny. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here.